to the local government news roundup. Coming up today, Glen Eldshire finally fills one of two councillor vacancies. A new CEO announced for Greater Shepparton. Mayoral election results from Nilambic and Darabin as election season nears its conclusion. Councils mobilised to deal with flooding from this week's wild weather. A Sydney council stops work on a demerger proposal. Councils caught controversy with decisions on citizenship ceremonies and acknowledgements of country. Social media activity gets more councillors in hot water and a US council to clear up confusion on how to correctly spell councillor. Just some of the many local government stories getting our attention today. It's time to round them up. Great to have your company wherever you're listening across Australia or around the world for this latest edition of the Local Government News Roundup. Our podcast is sponsored by the Victorian Local Governance Association, the national broadcaster on all things local government. The first of two vacancies at Victoria's Glenelg Shire has been filled after four countback attempts. The VEC has announced that Alastair MacDonald has been declared elected to the position, vacated by former Deputy Mayor Jaden Smith. A further countback is due to be conducted next week to fill the vacancy created by the resignation of Chrissy Hawker. Greater Shepparton City Council has announced the appointment of Fiona Legasic as its new Chief Executive Officer. Ms Legasic previously worked at the council in various management roles before taking up a director position at Taz TAFE two years ago. She'll take up the role at Greater Shepparton in mid-January. Current CEO Peter Harriet will finish with the council on the 4th of January. Top-rating television show The Block has received the go-ahead to record its next season on Phillip Island. Bass Coast Shire Council has approved a planning permit and Mayor Michael Whelan says the council is looking forward to hosting the program and showcasing the region. The program has purchased a property at Cowes, 90 minutes southeast of Melbourne, to film its 20th anniversary series next year. Peak Body MAV says all levels of government still need to work together to urgently address the shortage of qualified building surveyors. It's one of its key takeaways after the release of a Stage 2 report from an expert panel review of Victoria's building system. It said the report is a reminder of the need for effective regulation, that risks aren't limited to high-rises, and that the report's recommendations would reduce the occurrence of building defects and help ensure consumers are better protected protected when they do emerge. In the next stage of the review, the expert panel will look at the development of a new building act that is technology neutral and responsive to a modern construction sector. Ben Ramchuran has been re-elected as the Mayor of Nilambik Shire Council for a second consecutive term in a two-way contest with former Mayor Peter Perkins. Councillor Ramchuran became the Shire's youngest Mayor when he was first elected to the role at the age of 24 last year. Karen Egan was elected as Deputy Mayor for the third time since 2016. Councillor Egan has also served as Mayor on two previous occasions. At Darabin, Suzanne Newton has stepped up from the Deputy Mayor position last year to become the city's new Mayor. Councillor Newton received an absolute majority of votes in a two-way contest with Councillor Gaetano Greco. Councillor Tim Lawrence and outgoing Mayor Councillor Julie Williams were nominated for the Deputy Mayor position with Councillor Lawrence successful in that vote. 
The list of mayoral results for this year is almost complete, with just Strathbogie and Wodonga yet to be determined. After a second attempt to conduct a mayoral election was not successful this week, Strathbogie Mayor Laura Binks has called on the local government minister, Melissa Horne, to make a decision on the council's future. She's implored Minister Horne to provide clarity on the next steps for the council and to immediately release a municipal monitor's report, which was finalised more than three months ago. Nillimbik Shire Council has backed a proposal to remove the Shire from the Victorian Kangaroo Harvesting Program following a local community campaign. The campaign produced a petition of about 14,000 signatures submitted to the council in September calling for an end to the commercial killing of kangaroos in Nillimbik. A Victorian Kangaroo Harvest Management Plan was released for feedback last week and will see 10 Melbourne area councils removed from the harvesting program by January 2025. Nillimbik wants to see that change brought forward to take effect from this coming January. A housing project in Carayo has been labelled a significant overdevelopment by Greater Geelong Council, with the fate of the $50 million project to now be decided at VCAT. The project, which is being backed by a consortium that includes former casino mogul James Packer and investment guru Joe Gersh, would see 108 dwellings built on the former site of the Rosewall Primary School. According to a Geelong Advertiser report, a council committee decided to oppose the project, arguing that it is too dense and not in keeping with the character of the area, but a decision was not made within the required statutory time frame. The developer, the Edenville Group, has criticised the council, claiming its position sends a message that would discourage investment and delay much-needed housing. The VCAT hearing for the project will be held in May next year. Heading today's news briefs, Swan Hill Rural City Council moved to reassure residents this week that its drainage systems had not malfunctioned as some had reported. The city was hit with a one in 50 year rainfall event and CEO Scott Barber said the systems had been overwhelmed with temporary inundation in some areas. Flooding caused emergency road closures in East Gippsland Shire, with as many as 29 closures listed on the Shire's website as of Friday evening, affecting localities including Malakuta, Buchan and Lindenau. Meanwhile, Wellington Shire is advising residents of the correct disposal of used sandbags after recent flooding. Sandbags are not collected as part of hard waste and residents are advised to stack them on the nature strips while the Incident Control Centre works on collection arrangements. And Greater Geelong is the latest council to make changes to cat trapping services due to a nationwide shortage of cat vaccines. No cat trapping services will be offered for the foreseeable future to reduce the number of cats needing to be taken to shelters. listening to the Local Government News Roundup with Chris Eddy. The New South Wales report heads our national roundup and Canterbury Bankstown Council has voted to cease work on a demerger plan until it can get a firm guarantee that the state government will pay for it. The motion put forward by former Mayor Cal Asfor was passed, but not without debate and opposition from some councillors who felt there was a strong desire from some residents to break away. According to the Daily Telegraph, local government minister Ron Honig said he's not interested in interfering in local government and that the council should present a business case and prove that de-amalgamated councils would be financially sustainable on their own. 
The city of Ryde is disputing the reporting on its financial situation by the Sydney Morning Herald. In a statement, CEO Wayne Ryland said the Herald had been selective in its coverage of the matter, quoting council sources other than quotes from the mayor, a council spokesperson or the CEO. The City of Ryde has provided detailed financial and other substantive information to the Public Accounts Committee of the New South Wales Parliament and is awaiting feedback from them on whether any further council assistance is required on these matters. The inquiries by the OLG and ICAC are ongoing. Cessnock City Council has opened a dialogue on the potential of hosting a Wine Country 500 Supercars event following the announcement that the Newcastle 500 would not be returning next year. The decision to open discussions follows the adoption of a mayoral minute directing the council to engage with key stakeholders, including supercars and the New South Wales government. Cessnock Mayor Councillor Jay Suval said, Now is the time to begin a serious dialogue on how we can retain a supercars event in the Hunter. He said motorsports are part of our culture here in the Hunter and news that the supercars would not be returning to Newcastle in 2024 was a devastating blow to our community. Aubrey City Council will move citizenship ceremonies away from January 26. Council CEO Frank Zaknich said the decision was made due to dwindling engagement and interest in Australia Day and a desire for the activities to be more inclusive. ABC News has reported that some residents and the MP for Farrah, Susan Lay, are critical of the decision, saying it's disrespectful to Australian history and culture. Ms Lay has launched a petition calling for its immediate reversal. In Queensland, Councillor Brett Moller is the new Deputy Mayor of Cairns. Councillors voted to elect Councillor Moller into the Deputy position at a special meeting on Wednesday. Councillor Moller was first elected as Division 1 Councillor at the 2016 local government elections and was returned at the 2020 election. Sunshine Coast Deputy Mayor Rick Babarovsky has announced that he will not be contesting the March elections and will step away from politics after 12 years. The Courier-Mail reported that the surprise announcement means there will be two new figures leading the council next year, with Mayor Mark Jamison also stepping away at the same time. Noosa Council is exploring the possibility of establishing a safe night precinct at Noosa Heads. The Council is collaborating with state government agencies to determine the process and necessary steps for implementing such an initiative. Mayor Claire Stewart has noted widespread support for the proposal from businesses, community members and senior police. She's also reached out to the Police Minister to request additional police resources during peak holiday periods. Safe Night Precincts, a Queensland government initiative, were established to curb alcohol-related violence in key entertainment areas. Councillor Stewart said a Safe Night Precinct would complement existing efforts to address antisocial behaviour. South Australia's Northern Areas Council will remove an acknowledgement of country from correspondence in a decision that has greatly disappointed Aboriginal elders. ABC News reported that the move by Councillor Hank Langs came without notice at a recent council meeting and was supported by councillors. The Mayor, Sue Scarman, has declined to comment about the reasons for the decision and it's unclear whether it will impact acknowledgements at in-person council events. The move by Northern Areas Council was followed this week by a City of Playford decision to stop reading an acknowledgement of country at council meetings. The practice will be replaced with an inclusive acknowledgement on the council's website. 
According to ABC News, the councillor who moved the motion said he thought acknowledgements had gone overboard. The vote was not unanimous and followed a lot of debate and discussion, according to Mayor Glenn Doherty. At Western Australia's Shire of Harvey, a councillor's move to scrap acknowledgements has not been supported by colleagues. Councillor Craig Carboni proposed the removal of the practice as they were, in his view, tokenistic virtue signalling. ABC News reported that the council opted instead to review its policy on the protocols and will consult Indigenous groups as part of a process to commence next year. At the city of Stirling, a councillor's Facebook activity has been condemned by the Mayor Mark Irwin. Perth Now reported that Councillor Elizabeth Ray had shared two posts that Mayor Irwin said had racist undertones and inferred that migrants aren't welcome. He said he had written to Councillor Ray requesting she reconsider and apologise and or remove the posts while the city follows any due process. And in the city of Perth, a women's shelter has now closed despite attempts from the state government to convince the city to allow it to continue operating. AAP reported that a war of words between Premier Roger Cook and Lord Mayor Basil Zemplis has escalated, with the Premier taking a swipe at the Lord Mayor for attending a water conference in South Africa, while a homelessness and support service crisis is happening. Lord Mayor Zemplis said the shelter was a two-year trial that had been extended by six months and that the state government had been advised multiple times that it would be closing. Staying in WA, to commence our news briefs, WA's City of Kalamunda has invited applications for the position of CEO. The vacancy arose with the recent resignation for health reasons of Rhonda Hardy after 10 years in the position. Executive search firm Lester Blades is handling the process with applications due by the 18th of December. A City of Busselton councillor has resigned after little more than a month in office. Sharice Woodham said she had intended to contribute positively to the council but had to acknowledge her limitations due to health reasons. The vacant position has been automatically filled by the first unelected candidate, Val Kaig, who has accepted the position and will be sworn in at a future council meeting. And a prestigious annual local government IT conference was held in Coffs Harbour this week. The city welcomed 134 delegates from across the country to share knowledge and network with peers. Hot topics included cyber security and data protection and the impact of new and emerging technologies like artificial intelligence. Now on the Local Government News Roundup, it's time for the International Spotlight. Here are some of the latest stories of interest from across the globe. In New Zealand, there are calls for the Mayor of the City of Wellington, Tori Wanau, to resign after she revealed she's seeking professional help for a drinking problem. Mayor Wanau issued a statement admitting to having a problem, but stating that she wants to continue to represent the hopes and aspirations of her local community. She refers to a recent incident at a Wellington bar that was recorded to her great embarrassment and shame. The New Zealand Herald and Stuff are among those reporting calls from some councillors for Mayor Wanau to resign and concerns from another that the issue only came to light through media reports. Other councillors have rallied around her, expressing personal support and praise for her leadership over the past year. 
In Canada, a Prince Edward Island councillor has learned his fate after being investigated over the use of a sign denying the existence of residential school graves. There have been calls for Councillor John Robertson to resign over the incident, which he has not done. According to CTV News, the Murray Harbour Council found the councillor had breached its code of conduct and imposed sanctions including a six-month suspension, a $500 fine and an order to write a letter of apology. It does not have the power to dismiss one of its members. Councillor Robinson had until the end of the week to comply with the council's orders and it's not known at the time of recording whether he has or will do so. To the UK, where Warrington Borough Council has lost a bid to stop industrial action which has affected bin services in recent months and now looks set to continue through Christmas Eve. The council confirmed with deep regret that the High Court had ruled against its request for an interim injunction, a ruling it says may lead to significant future implications for councils who continue to abide by national pay agreements for local government. It has repeated its call for the union and its members to end the strike and return to work and says it's continuing to consider legal options including a potential appeal. The council said the ruling is not an acceptable outcome for residents whose bins desperately need emptying. A West London councillor has faced a conduct hearing over social media posts that made disparaging remarks about Egyptian and Chinese people. Councillor Eva Jadut from the Kensington and Chelsea Council has since deleted the tweets and says they've been misconstrued and taken out of context, according to My London News. The council launched two separate investigations into the councillor's conduct dating back to 2022 and says her actions have brought the council into disrepute. And finally, in Indianapolis, the City County Council is moving to clear up what has been described as a maddening spelling matter. This Monday, it's expected to officially resolve to refer to individual council members as a councillor with one L, not two as per the British spelling of the word. Inconsistent use of both spellings is said to have created discrepancies and confusion. Axios reporter James Briggs says he generally avoids using the term due to the confusion, preferring to use council member, council man or council woman, but he can now use councillor with one L as the undisputed correct spelling. You can't say we haven't got all the big issues covered here on the Local Government News Roundup. That's the latest for now. This edition was recorded on the 2nd of December 2023. The Roundup is brought to you twice weekly by the Victorian Local Governance Association, the national broadcaster on all things local government. For the links to the stories referenced in this episode, head to lgnewsroundup.com where you'll find the full transcript. While you're there, check out the latest breaking news updates and learn how you can support the Roundup by becoming a subscriber for a small monthly contribution, which you can cancel at any time. The Local Government News Roundup is recorded in the city of Greater Geelong, Victoria, on the land of the Wadawurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I'll have more of the latest local government news for you next week. Until then, thanks for listening and bye for now.